We continue our journey today on learning how to live the abundant life. A scripture that I read many years ago just really stood out to me. It was Proverbs 17:22. It says a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. I truly believe that this scripture is one of the keys to living a healthy, prosperous, and abundant life. It is with our heart that we love, and out of the heart the mouth speaks. A happy heart is good medicine, so laughter and joy are healing to our soul. A heart that is weighed down with anxiety is sick and makes the whole body ill. I know you have felt sorrow in your lifetime and have felt the effects of sorrow on your body. You may have felt heavy and found it hard to put one foot in front of the other. You may have been sick to your stomach and had diarrhea. Your heart may have physically hurt and your hands may have tingled. On the other hand, joy and laughter make the body feel light and carefree, almost giddy. So joy and laughter are good medicine for our body. It seems that taking a good dose of joy every day leads to wellness. What I find fascinating is that a joyful mind causes healing. One translation says a cheerful mind works healing. So a joyful mind is directly linked to healing. The word causes is a verb that means to make happen. Synonyms for the word causes include to bring about, bring on, create, give rise to, lead to, inspire, promote, foster, precipitate, produce, generate, and spawn. Our mind is truly powerful. Literally, a joyful, cheerful, positive mind brings healing about or promotes healing. So just as joyful mind causes healing, a sorrowful or unhappy mind must cause illness. Are you seeing the significance of our thought life and living a joy-filled, healthy life? Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, Whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. I love the last sentence of the Amplified Version of Philippians 4.8. It says to center your mind on good things and implant them in your heart. Again, these are action statements. These are disciplines we must practice. In Joshua chapter 1, God teaches us how to live the prosperous and successful life. Joshua had a destiny and a purpose for his life. God tells him three times to be strong and courageous. Joshua must have been dealing with fear for God to have have to tell him three times not to be afraid or dismayed. God told him to meditate or be mindful of his words 
day and night, and to do and by doing so, he would have good success and be prosperous. God also told Joshua not to fear or be dismayed because he would be with him on his journey. God is saying the same thing to you and to me. Do not be afraid or dismayed because I will never forsake you or leave you. I will dwell in you and I will go with you wherever you go. Joshua felt fear and discouragement, but he believed God and he believed God was with him and that if God was with him, he would not fail. God did not say that it would be easy to fulfill the purpose that he that he had for Joshua. Joshua had to be encouraged himself with the, he had to encourage himself with the promises of God. He chose to believe God over his fears and to take steps of faith towards his death destiny. I love David. He definitely struggled with depression, discouragement, and rejection. In Psalms 42, David revealed his heart that was in agony. He says, my tears have been my food day and night. He poured out his heart to God, but then he began to encourage himself in the Lord. Let's look at one of those verses, Psalms 42, 11. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become restless and disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. We must learn to do what Joshua and David did. I believe it begins by learning to be mindful of the Lord and his promises to us as believers. Being mindful means to be conscious or aware of something. Mindfulness is a practice of bringing our attention to external and internal processes happening in the present moment and can be developed through the practice of meditation. Learning to be mindful of the Lord and learning to practice His presence in our lives will bring peace and joy. He is not just in heaven looking down, but dwelling in us. He is with us and He will never leave us. The problem is that we that most of us don't think on him at all during the day. We don't practice his presence. Practicing his presence is simply directing our minds and hearts towards him, focusing our mind on him, meditating and speaking his word, and reminding ourselves of his goodness. Acts 30:35 says to be mindful of the words of the Lord Jesus. And Galatians 6.10 says to be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith. Revelations 22.9 says, And with those who are mindful of and practice the truths contained in the message of this book, worship God. Practicing mindfulness is a Christian practice established by God to bring healing and joy to our lives. Even God practices mindfulness. Psalms 1, 15, 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Psalms 8, 4. What is man that you are mindful of him and that the son of man that you care for him? I want to reemphasize the power of our words before closing. Do you remember the story of Joshua and Caleb? 
Moses sent spies into the promised land to check things out. When the spies returned, many of them were complaining about the giants in the land and how they were stronger than the Israelites. They began to complain to the people, and they all became afraid. Not Joshua and Caleb. They said the land was good, and that they could take the land because God was with them. Essentially, the complaining of the people kept them from entering their promised land. The same is true for us. Are you thinking and speaking yourself out of your promised land? Think about that for a minute. Are you thinking and speaking yourself out of the out of your promised land, out of the good things that God has for you? So today I want you to look up. Psalms one twenty one says that uh, he says that I will lift my eyes to the hills. He says, "Where does my help come from? It comes from the Maker of heaven and earth." Friends. God has a great plan for your life. It is filled with so much joy. But we have to make a decision on how we, how we are going to live this life. And how to live the abundant life is one that we, we lift our eyes to the hills. That we think on things that are good. That we begin to understand who we are as believers in Christ. That we have been given every spiritual blessing. That we are not pitiful. That we are powerful. Because we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ for the dead. We are not without help. We have been given everything that we need. It's time for us to begin to think on those things that are good. To lift our eyes. Connect our heart and minds to the creator of all things. The creator of all that is good. And let him show you who you are in him. And let him help you to live that abundant life. I'll leave you with this scripture. It's in John 10.10. It says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God, Jesus, came so that we would have life abundantly. That we would live the abundant life. That we would go from glory to glory to glory. Not that it would not be hard. Not that we would not have obstacles. But that he would deliver us from them all. Have a good day. Bless you.